Hello, this is T, and in this podcast, we will be listening to the journeys of those who have made some pretty hard decisions. See where they've started from, how they came to be, and what you can learn from them. Today, we have Mary Hannah with us, where she will be taking us along her journey. So I'm a graduate student at UW-Madison um, in the microbiology doctoral training program, and I work in the Kalem lab. I'm studying the, uh, the skin microbiome. Let's go back. What was your life like before doing all of this science? Were you always interested in science? In high school, I think, yes. I was also really involved in music. Um, I was in band in high school. I played the flute. And I also really liked science, and I enjoyed my science classes, specifically chemistry and biology. So yeah, I think I always was in high school. Were you ever thinking about going into music? Maybe at one point I was, but I feel like the passion that I had for science, there's just something that I could see myself doing in the future. I don't know if I could see myself as a musician. What school did you go to for your undergrad? Uh, I went to Penn State. When you entered university, did you decide to major in science? Yes. So I guess going back to high school, like I said, really like biology and chemistry. So using that logic of combining the two, I was like, oh, biochemistry would be a good major then. So that's what I decided to major in uh, from the start. Did you know about research or grad school? I knew in my major at least, joining a research lab was going to be a good option to put on my resume and get that experience. I did know about grad school and PhD work because my brother at the time was getting his PhD. Uh, so I had a little bit of, like I looked up to him and saw what he was doing and sort of had an idea. It's good to find a role model, someone who can inspire you and can guide you through your professional life. But if you don't have one, you can always listen to other people's journey and see how they did it. How did you first get into research? In my freshman year, I was in this microbiology lab for freshmen. It was called an inquiry-based lab, so it wasn't like some other normal lab courses might be where you have a protocol and you follow that and you just go through experiment and experiment. It was more, you were given this microbe as a pet, uh, we called it, and you had to identify what it was. And at the end of it, my professor was Dr. Kyler, and he's really involved in undergraduate research, along with a few other professors who run this course that is half research and half seminar-based, uh, reading papers based on antibiotic discovery. So I participated in this course and joined the lab. I think it was a good way to get involved in undergraduate research because I wasn't quite just thrown into it and sort of learned about how to read papers, what research is. So that's how I got involved. During your time as an undergrad, seek out opportunities around you. Don't just focus too much on classes or you might miss chances that you can learn beyond the books. What did you work on when you first started? 
So I joined the Kyler Lab at Penn State. They study this pathway that's only found in bacteria called the trans-translation pathway. Because it's only in bacteria, it's a good target for antibiotic development. I was working on a certain molecule that could inhibit that pathway, and I was trying to characterize it and identify what it was targeting in this pathway. How did you balance all that, like classes, research, and life? Thinking about it now, I'm like, wow, I don't know if I could do that again because it's so much. I mean, as a STEM major, you have so much going on in terms of classes and homework and just constant studying and reviewing notes and research that for me, I probably did about five to 10 hours a week. I also worked a job. Thinking back on it, wow, that was a lot. I think you just have to push through and work towards the goal, which is graduating. Also hanging out with friends. I mean, it's a lot, but you just have to work towards that goal. Finding a balance is important. The pressure of juggling between life, school, and work is tough on everyone. If you're going through this, just know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Is this your first time doing research? How was it like when you first started? So it was hard because in the lab that I joined, the principal investigator, who was Dr. Kyler, the head of the lab, he was so involved in undergraduate research. He recruited a lot of undergrads. So I probably joined the lab along with four or five other students. So there weren't enough mentors for each undergrad. But I was working with the research scientist at the time who sort of showed me what to do. I also worked with Dr. Kyler. It wasn't a direct like mentoring, I would say, but if I had questions, I was able to ask. Having your own project, did you learn to be independent? Yeah, I definitely think I did. And I think that's what got me um, interested in going to grad school because I, I really love the research. I love doing something that I knew nobody else had ever been pursuing. In undergrad, my research sort of took a turn um, and I started working on something that was not exactly related to the overall project of the lab, but it was still really interesting to me because nobody else had worked on it um, before. So I had to do a lot of reading and just thinking about um, what my research meant and what types of experiments I could do um, to pursue that. So I think that did teach me a lot of independence um, in terms of research. Was it difficult when you first started being in a lab? Yeah, uh, trying to think back, I just remember the first several weeks, maybe months even, going into lab. I was always so nervous because I didn't know what I was doing. And I felt like a, like a burden almost to ask people, but asking for help is how you learn in that sort of setting. And you're not expected to know everything from the start. I did have people that I worked with, especially towards the beginning, that would show me what to do, and that's how I learned different techniques. So I wouldn't say I had one mentor exactly, but I worked with multiple people, so they did help me. And that's probably how I learned to feel comfortable and uh, learned all the different experiments and techniques that I used. Don't be afraid when you have to face challenges and feel like you're on your own. Though you might feel like you're alone, 
Everyone must go through times when they feel as if they don't know enough or are not doing things right. But overcoming these times will open new doors in your life. Always challenge yourself to do things you think are impossible. When you're having a hard time, talk to the people around you, like your classmates, friends, family, and mentors. People around you will always be open to help. Just ask. What skills did you learn during this time? Yeah, so we did work with bacteria. So that's how I got into microbiology. I used skills like PCR and gel electrophoresis. Um, lots of work with DNA. And I did molecular cloning, so knocking out genes in bacteria and testing those effects on antibiotic resistance. So I did things like MICs, which are minimum inhibitory concentration assays, to test how susceptible or resistant my strains were to different antibiotics. How long did you work in the lab? I joined my sophomore year in the fall semester, so three years. What are your plans now, now that you're done with undergrad? Seeing my brother go through grad school, that was, I mean, not the only reason I wanted to go, but I saw what he was doing. And I think for my major, which was biochemistry, I guess I uh, saw grad school or I'd been reading online that in biochemistry, the next step is often getting a master's or going to graduate school. At the time when I was a junior, senior, I don't think I felt like I had enough knowledge or experience to go and work somewhere. I also really enjoyed research. I think that's why I went to graduate school, was to keep getting that research experience in something that I enjoyed doing. Was your goal of going to grad school was to learn more about microbiology? Yes. In my courses, I just felt like so much information was thrown at me and I learned a lot, but I still felt like I didn't have a really strong understanding of the field. And so I was really interested in microbiology and that but wasn't my major. I had microbiology courses, but I was really interested in learning and getting research experience in microbiology, which is why I came to UW-Madison. Majoring in biology, chemistry, or any other science-related fields is not only hard work, but most students from these majors have a hard time seeking for jobs right after graduating. Some students think medical school is their only option, or at least that's what I thought. That's why it's important to look around you and constantly try new things to find what you're most passionate about. Now that you've decided to pursue grad school, your next step was to start applying. How was your application process? Like, was it difficult? Yeah, that was a really crazy time. I think my senior fall semester, I applied to like seven schools, I think. And it was just a lot of doing the application. Probably the hardest part was writing that first personal statement, research statement. And then all the other ones, they're all just slightly different for each school, the personal statement or whatever they wanted you to submit was just a little bit different. So you had to spend a lot of time like tailoring it to each school. And that was probably the hardest part doing all of that in addition to having classes and working and doing research. Yeah. 
what were the main components of an application? Yeah, I think most schools tend to have both. So personal statements focus more about you and who you are. And then the research statement is what research you have done in your past. If you were in a research lab or summer research opportunities, um, that's where you talk about those kinds of things. Maybe also include what labs in the school you're interested in applying to, what labs interest you and why. Um, I think those are some things that I included in my research statement. When you're ready to apply to grad school, think about the experiences that have shaped you to who you are today, what research you have done, and ask for a letter of recommendation from three people who can praise about you academically and professionally. The next step is the interview process. How did you prepare for them? So I prepared by, so I had my list of people that I was interviewing with. I went on their lab website and read a summary of their research. I looked at some of their more recent papers to get an idea about what they do. And to be honest, I really didn't understand a lot. I mean, it's hard to like fully understand somebody's research. Well, for me as an undergrad, at least, I didn't just didn't know enough. So I tried to just get a big picture sense of what they were working on. Mm -hmm. And I would come up with questions that I would have to ask during the interviews. And then also I prepared like a little spiel that I most usually said at every interview just about my research and what I was working on. That's how most interviews went for me, I think. Sometimes they would hit you with little more difficult questions like, well, why do you want to go to grad school? More questions like that to gauge if you would be a good grad student. Why did you choose UW-Madison? I think for me, probably the biggest decider was just that I really liked Madison and I could see myself living there. Madison is like a semi-small city, but it's not a big city. So that just seemed like a place that I wanted to live. Before coming to grad school, did you have any expectations? I feel like I thought I was going to be really stressed and working crazy hours all the time. I was excited to live in my own place. I guess it's hard to really know what to expect before you get there and do it. But yeah, I feel like I thought I was going to be a crazy, busy, crazy stressed grad student, which wasn't really the case. I mean, I felt like my balance of schoolwork, research, rotations, and social life were all sort of balanced, and I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Coming straight out from undergrad straight into grad school, did you ever feel like you were burning out? I think that I was okay. I had a decent summer break, probably four months or so. I think I was ready to go to grad school, too. I was ready to move to a new city and start that part of my life. The one thing I do feel like my overall level of research experience is less than people that, you know, were research techs or worked for a company before coming to grad school. But I think for me, I made the right decision. I felt like going to grad school was the next option. Yeah. If you are coming straight from undergrad to grad school, Don't feel discouraged and start comparing yourself to others. If you focus on yourself and try to improve, you will be the better version of yourself each and every day. 
what was your day-to-day -day life like as a grad student? So I would have probably two classes a semester, so maybe one class a day. And then so head into lab in the morning, have my class whenever, try to get things done around like meetings and courses. It was a little bit like split up. My day was split up. Like I couldn't spend a lot of time on one thing because I had courses in the middle of all of that. Now that you're in grad school, what are your interests now? And did your interests change? Yeah, when I first applied to grad school, I thought I was really interested in pathogenesis. Still think that's interesting. But when I came to orientation, there's PIs that come in and give a brief explanation of their research if they're looking for students. And I found that I was really interested in microbiome work. And I was really interested in Lindsay Kalin's work on the skin microbiome. Federico Ray works on the gut microbiome and how gut microbiome affects human health. Um, so those two labs I, I were really interested in based off of their presentation. Your interests can change and you should embrace that. This is part of life and just follow it wherever it takes you. At this point, you found your new interest in microbiome. How did you decide to work on the skin microbiome? I think it just came down to the lab. I felt like I fit in better in the Kaylin lab. Um, I still had a really good experience in the Ray lab, but compared to my rotation in the Kaylin lab, I just felt like that lab was the best fit for me. I think I would have been happy working on both either skin or gut microbiome, but it came down to the labs. Having a mentor is really important in grad school. This person is someone who will guide you through your PhD, but also someone who will understand when your life doesn't go the way that you want it to be. How did you choose your mentor? For me, coming into grad school, I needed someone who was a little bit more hands-on or just would work with me and be available to talk to and ask questions just because I didn't have a ton of research experience. Like compared to somebody who maybe worked in industry for several years, maybe they would have a more hands-off, want a more hands-off mentorship style. So mm -hmm. I felt like I needed a little bit more hands-on. So I guess that's what I was looking for. Not somebody who would like work with me and be like, this is how you do this, this is how you do this, but somebody who I could like ask, oh, does this experiment make sense? Is this a good setup? And that's what I found with Lindsay. Yeah. Once you have decided to work in the skin microbiome lab, how did your vitamin B12 project come about? So it sort of just came about through what I'd been working on. Like my first project, I was comparing a bunch of different species in this particular genus on the skin, which is the Carinibacterium genus. It's one of the probably what, top three genera that are found on the skin that's really dominant. So I was just comparing the genomes between these species to see if I could find anything interesting. Then found that some of these species are able to make B12 and some aren't. Mm -hmm. That's where sort of how I got into it. I wasn't expecting to work on this at all and it just came about. So it's cool. It's really neat to be able to build something up, like not knowing anything about what vitamin B12 was to now this pretty much being my thesis project. It's been an experience, but I really like it. Did you use any of the skills you learned as an undergrad towards this project? 
No, not at all. So I started doing bioinformatics, which I had never done before, had no idea what I was doing. But I had told Lindsay during my rotation that I wanted to learn about bioinformatics. I don't think I knew what that meant. Like I just heard the word bioinformatics. I'm like, yes, I feel like I want to learn this, but I didn't really know what it was. So she gave me this project about cryobacteria and was like, here, you can do this. And this is how you learn that really helps with the whole process. Like I didn't know what I was doing at all, but that's how you learn is to just do something and figure out, learn from mistakes. When I started doing more wet lab experiments, that's when some techniques that I had used in my undergrad started helping with my grad school research. So you said that you did not have any bioinformatics skills and that you just happened to find that vitamin B12 is produced by bacteria on the skin. Was it difficult to start basically from nothing? It was really hard. Like I had Lindsay as a, a mentor who could guide me with bioinformatics and skin microbiome stuff. But for B12, I had to do a lot of reading. Like, And I had a lot of misconceptions at first and things that I thought were true, but weren't a lot of learning and realizing that I didn't know anything about this and had to figure out what was going on and the overall purpose of what I was trying to study. Just a lot of reading, and I've talked to a few people who are more experts Mm -hmm. um, in studying vitamin B12 in microbial communities and species. Mm -hmm. So that has helped as well, just to have somebody who is an expert in this field say, yeah, you're doing the right things. That sounds like a good experiment to try. But it's been a lot of personal learning and reading. So at this point, did you know what you wanted out of this project? I don't think I knew and I still feel like I'm putting all the pieces together and figuring out what to focus on with this vitamin B12 project. Like when I first found out that, oh, these species make B12, the next step was to say, well, does that matter? Is that important? That sort of led me to find out that there's actually very few bacteria that make B12. So it could act as this sort of public good in a, in a microbial community where species that aren't able to make it but need it can take it up. And that led to like, looking more at the skin microbiome and thinking, well, does this happen in the context of the skin microbial communities? So it's sort of been a find out one thing, then I find out another thing. And that leads to more questions and more questions. So yeah, it's opened a lot of doors and there are a lot of questions to answer. So what are you planning to do next? Um, so I've done a lot of bioinformatic analysis, just trying to get a sense of if there are species in the skin microbiome that use B12 and need it and species that can transport it. So I've done a little bit of that. I want to keep working on that to get a better overall sense of what species might require and or produce B12. Um, And then I also want to test this in experimental system by making small microbial communities of a few members to test interactions that are occurring like in a test tube. One of my goals is to test this on ex vivo human skin. Pretty much a piece of human skin that is removed Um, from a patient during an abdominoplasty surgery, so like a tongue tuck, 
and we're able to grow this culture it in the lab and my goal is to put these microbial communities on the skin and test to see if these interactions are important in the microbial community and then also if there are host microbe interactions going on like between skin cells and the microbes. If you had to give your younger self an advice, what would that be? Hmm. I would probably say to not, you don't have to have everything planned out. You don't have to have everything in order or all these steps that in you think school, you have I, to take. It's like, okay, I'm going to get this degree in college. I'm going to go and study this in graduate school and I'm going to work in this type of industry. But that did not happen and things changed and I found new interests. So I would say just take it one step at a time. Like you should have some sense of plan, but it doesn't have to be exact and most likely it will change. And if it does change, don't get discouraged by that. And that was Pretty Hard Decisions with T-Win. Edited by Andy Vogt.